Today on The Girl Defined Show, we're going to be chatting about what you should never say to a single girl, three truths to help you thrive in this season, and my journey of wrestling with the question, can I ever feel fully satisfied if I don't have a husband? Welcome to episode three of The Girl Defined Show. We are so glad you're here. And this is a good day. It's a good day. I I was actually saying on my way over to record with you, I was like, I am so excited. It doesn't even feel like technically like work, you know, because I love doing podcasts. I know. It's like we get to have a conversation about all of the things that we've, we want to talk about. We love talking about. We love having these conversations with you. And we get to do that right here. Now, if you're wondering what's wrong with me, <laughs> I am losing my voice. So I, know. I sound a little bit funny, but bear with me. I think this is still going to be a great episode. Yes. I'll do extra talking. So you might hear yes. more of me, um, <laughs> but <laughs> she'll be back to normal soon. <laughs> Okay, by the way, I love your headband. You yes. cannot see her headband. She has this cute, it's like, I don't know, it's like satin or felt. It's like a, uh, kind of like a burgundy yes. felty. It has like one of the knots on the top. It's so fun. It okay. is so cute. You know what cracked me up though? What? The other day I came over and you had like <laughs> 20 of these. What was, what in the world was okay, that about? so y'all know like the danger of shopping on Amazon when you don't really have anything in particular you need to buy. And so you're shopping and I came across this pack. It was like 12 headbands. I feel like there and were 20. Like, well, it's like 12 headbands and it was like eight bucks. And I was like, oh my goodness, there's so many headbands and they had all the different patterns and colors. And so I was like, I'm not just going to buy one pack. I'm going to buy two packs. And I got two different packs, oh one of goodness. prints, one of solids. And I was so pumped and they came in. And my husband, Zach, was like, wow, baby, you sure got a lot of headbands. <laughs> like for every outfit, every yes, day of the I year. Was, I was like, they're so cheap. And this is like perfect. And then when I went to put them on my head, I don't know if you feel this way. Like if the headband is too tight. Yes. It gives you a headache. Yes. Like it squeezes your head. And so the minute I put this headband on, I was like, now I know why they were eight bucks a pack. Oh, <laughs> they no. They the were head squeezers. Plastic and so tight. It, like it almost instantly gave me a oh headache. And so I was telling Zach, like, babe, I bought all these headbands and they're so tight. Like, I don't even think I can wear them. And so he's like, well, what if we put them in the oven? What? <laughs> and we melt, we like get the plastic to where it's just warm enough to where it's kind of pliable. And then we stretch them out. I don't know. Do you th- I, we, I haven't tried it. I I, well, now I'm wondering if the time you're putting in, you know, you <laughs> could just buy it more. Or I've got a better idea. Give them to me. I'm known for having a smaller head than you. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, just be wary. If you hey. see headbands on Amazon for 8 bucks for, like, 12 just be Or concerned. if you see us doing, like, a big 24-pack giveaway of variety headbands, just know <laughs> yeah. they're the squeezers. <laughs> okay. We have headbands something. Aside. Headbands aside, we have something we want to give to you. Like we say in every episode, we love free stuff and we have something free that we want to give to you today. Um, we have a guide called Five Strategies to Help You Thrive as a Single Girl. It's a guide that we created to really give you the tools necessary to like dig deep, evaluate your life, figure out what's keeping you just surviving in this season and how you can go from surviving yeah. to thriving. And we want to give it to you for free. Here's how you can get it. All right. <laughs> so, as a way of saying thank you, if you leave us a five star review, we want to give you this free guide. So, if you leave us a five star review, we want to give the, you this as a way of saying thank you. Or if you're unable to do that and you just share this episode on your social media, um, we want to give this to you too. So, if you do those, then we want to direct you to girldefined.com slash single, girldefined.com slash single, where you can download this guide. Now, this is Honor System. <laughs> if you're listening, this is Honor System. We can't keep track of you. So don't go downloading this if you don't share it on share it on social media or leave us a five-star 
review, okay? We've got our eyes on you. All right. And we also want to tell you guys about our new merch that just came out. We're so excited. So we have a brand new sweatshirt that just released and it's a long sleeve, kind of a peachy pink color. And it has these beautiful letters, like big letters that are different colors that say girl on the front. And then also a long sleeve. It's like a lavender purple. And it says sisterhood. And then it has like a silhouette, like four different silhouettes of like a girl's profile. I don't know. You have Uh to go go to girldefined.com slash shop and you'll find this. We also have a headband. Okay. Not a head squeeze. It's not a head squeezer. It's, it's really nice. It's a really comfortable, really high quality beaded headband. It's one of the cutest ones, honestly, I, know. I have ever seen. I know. It's We've true. We've never had a headband on our shop. We love headbands. So all of that and more. If you are looking for Christmas shopping, you're looking to buy something for your sister, your friends, for yourself. If you want, you know, like ideas to give to people who are like, yes. hey, give me a list. Even for your mom, go check out the Girl Defined shop. And also, every single thing you purchase on the Girl Defined shop goes 100% back into supporting the ministry. So your purchases support Girl Defined Ministries and you get really cute stuff in the process. Yes, the bomb. Now, today we're talking about something that is very, um, like, I don't know, I just have a heart for it because most of you know, um, maybe you haven't heard, but a lot of you know my kind of like journey of singleness. And if you haven't, I'm going to share more of that today. But I just have a heart for single girls and I love connecting with you. So today talking about how to go from that place of surviving to thriving is something I'm so excited to jump into. Now, if you haven't heard my journey of singleness, um, I'm going to rewind back in time to when I was a teen girl. Um, I'm 32 now, so getting kind of up there, but I remember being a teen girl and I would see all of the movies, you know, like we all know all the Disney movies, all the princess movies. And it's like happily ever after she finds her true love. And even as like a teen girl, I remember taking notes in my head and thinking, yes, that will be my story one day. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot wait to meet my Prince Charming, to fall in love, and I'll probably get married in my early 20s, and it's just going to be my happily ever after. And I was so excited about the thought of that. So excited, you know, enjoying high school, enjoying life, because I thought that my dream of marriage, my dream of getting that boyfriend, that person who just adored me, would eventually come true. So I hit my early 20s, and Lo and behold, my Prince Charming comes strolling along. (laughs) And I was going to say galloping, but that's a horse. So he wasn't a horse. He he was a man. Galloping on a horse? Galloping on a horse. He came along and he was everything I had ever dreamed of. And I thought, yes, my life is working out exactly the way that I wanted. This Mm -hmm. is perfect. My dreams are coming true. My plans are exactly what I want. I'm happy. But then the relationship went on and kind of out of nowhere, he basically called me up and ended the relationship. Yeah. And I was absolutely shocked. I mean, you remember, I was oh, like yeah. such a hot mess. I remember. So you were camping with the family. And for some reason, I was on the trip and I came back early because I had something I oh, had to yeah. be at. And you, I remember you called and we were actually FaceTiming and you shared, you were like, you know, so-and-so bro- just broke up with me and I'm so shocked he wants to meet. And like, I'm pretty sure he's going to break up and you were just in tears. And it was shocking Yeah, because I think we all thought y'all were going to get married. Yeah. Like, he I think a lot of people like, did. Yeah. Like he was the one. So it was, it totally yes. caught all of us well, off guard. And I was only 20 at the time. So I was Pretty young, yeah, really young. Um, but it just seemed like he was a few years older. It seemed like such a great fit, and I just liked him so, so much. And, you know, I don't know, the thought that the relationship would end just never even crossed mm-hmm. my mind. Like, I wasn't planning on ending it. And so when we met and he told me, like, I just don't see it working out long term, you know, I just feel like we have different visions and goals for life, and I just think we need to part as friends and move on with life. And that... And I remember one of the things I did right before we left is he had given me a necklace and I remember just like handing it back to him because I'm like, what am I going to do with this necklace? Like you deal with it. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, okay, wow, this is really over. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And from that point forward, my 
struggle and journey of singleness, I feel like really began because I realized, wow, like life doesn't just always turn out the way that I want and the way that I planned. And now I have this desire like more than ever for marriage and to get married and have a family and all of these wonderful things. And now I have no one. And I was just denied like the first relationship I was ever in. And I wrestled with that. I wrestled with the questions like, can I trust God? Why would God bring this guy into my life only to tear him away? Why would Mm -hmm. he allow all these feelings and desires and hopes to get stirred up only to tear it away? Can I trust God? Is he really good to me? I see him being good to other people, but is God good to me? And then the big question that I wrestled with could I ever feel truly satisfied if I don't have a husband Mm -hmm. or if I don't have a boyfriend? And that was the question that I was stuck on. Like, what if this never happens? Like, what if I never get married? And during this time, you had met Zach. Right. We were, we were dating. We were in a relationship and then we got married. And I'm, and I'm just here. And we all assumed like, I mean, just as sisters, like, oh, we kind of grew up doing everything together. You know, even though I'm two years older, it's like, I would do it and then you would do it. I would do it and then you would do it. We do it together. And so I just think we thought, oh yeah, surely like, He's going to, you know, whoever he is, he's going to come along and you're going to get married like really soon. It's going to yeah. be awesome. We're going to be married sisters together. But little did we know that that wasn't what that God wasn't, had in That store. wasn't the plan. And it was so hard because we're only like a year and a half apart. And so it's hard to watch your sister like get married, you know, be so happy. And now you're all of a sudden the third wheel. Not only do you not have someone, but now you're the permanent <laughs> third wheel. Like, this is not what I signed up you for in life. You are the best third wheel there could be, though, I do have to say. <laughs> okay. I For some reason, I was like, well, I didn't, I mean, you were always for Zach, so I didn't want to marry Zach. But I was like, so I I was happy for y'all, but it's like, it still reminds you of that, what you don't have, you know, like it's that presence. So years went on, you know, you know, mid twenties, starting to go into the late twenties. And God really helped me during this time to transition my thoughts and help me to like surrender. He helped me to realize like, okay, Bethany, you are holding this relationship thing with a death grip and you're Mm -hmm. believing the lie that you must have this in order to be happy. And he really pressed into me Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, every single area, and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. And I will direct your path. I will make your path straight. And so I realized, wow, I have to surrender even this desperate longing of my heart to God. And he will direct my path. Even if it's not where I want to go, he's going to direct them where he wants them to go. And so over time, that truth sunk into my heart and I was able to truly embrace that. Sometimes it was harder than others, but that truth of releasing Mm -hmm. control, releasing my plans to God is ultimately what helped me to thrive as a result because I realized that my purpose in life, whether I ever got married or stayed single, that my purpose remained the same, that Mm -hmm. I was here on earth to serve God. And it didn't matter, you know, what my circumstances were, if they were what I wanted or not, my purpose remained the same, to serve God. And if I got married one day, great, I could serve God in that way. And if I didn't, then I would serve God as a single. And back then, I didn't know if I would ever get married. And eventually, I did. I met my amazing husband, Dave. We got married. It was wonderful. And I'm so happy. But I'm telling you, the first 30 years, you know, especially 20 to 30, <laughs> they were a battle. Yeah, that decade. So I know a lot of you who are listening right now are single. And we know that because we get so many emails here, here at Girl Defined from you saying, hey, I'm single. I'm longing for marriage. I've been praying for this. I've been asking God to provide a godly husband for me. And he hasn't done that. You know, what's wrong? Why isn't my life moving forward? Why haven't I met this guy? And we get it. Like, it is so hard. And I think what's 
particularly hard about longing for marriage is that it's a good thing. Yes. Right? It's not like you're saying, God, make me rich, you know, which wealth isn't a bad thing. But like, <laughs> it's something you're going, God, I, I want a godly husband. Like, yes. I am praying for this good not thing. Not like, give me bigger lashes. I want to have beautiful. <laughs> it's not like something so sur- superficial, yes, you yes. know? It's like a really good desire. And when that prayer is not being answered, or at least in the timing that you're hoping, it can be really hard. And so, yeah, we get a lot of emails from you. So we know that you can relate to this. And we just want to read a few of these anonymously. We're not saying any names, but the subject title that came in was single and I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And we want to read this because I know so many of you listening right now feel that way. And these are, we get emails like this every single day, right, you know, every single day. So you're not alone. Yeah. You're not the only one. And so just, just to read a few to, to give you a feeling of like, okay, you're not alone. There are other women wrestling with this. This girl emailed us and said, um, so the title single and I'm depressed. She said, hello, Kristen and Bethany. I will be 20 in December. I have been single most of my life. Here's the thing. I'm seriously struggling with it. I'm so depressed that I'm single. I try to be happy and thankful, but it feels impossible to be happy while being single. And also, I have this really bad habit of whenever I meet a guy and we both seem to be talking more, I think of the potential of being in a relationship with him and that's all that consumes my mind. I think a lot of you can relate to that, right? I remember being there. I've been there. This happens over and over, she says. And every time I met a guy and I start liking him, I tell myself, I'm not going to daydream about him and make him my idol, but I always do. I get so frustrated. I feel like I cannot be happy being single. And that right there, I think, is just, it hits the core, the heart of what so many single women are wrestling with, that feeling of like, every time I meet a guy, I wonder, is he the one? Is he my husband? Am I going to marry him? Is this going to go somewhere? And then it doesn't. And it's like that letdown over and over again. Another young woman emailed us and her subject title was questions about singleness. And she says, hi, Kristen and Bethany. I'm 27, so a little bit older, and I have never been kissed. And actually, this is something we hear all the time in a yeah. big struggle. Like, what's wrong with me? I've never been kissed, never dated, and never had a boyfriend. And I'm struggling so much with my singleness and waiting on God because I know I'm not promised a husband and marriage. So that realization, like, I know this isn't mm-hmm. a guarantee, and that's hard for me. She says, it is just so hard for me to keep pa- being patient because I feel like all my patience has disappeared. I yes. don't know why a guy hasn't noticed me before or wanted to ask me on a date. I don't understand why God wants me to keep waiting. Such honest struggle. I have a strong desire for marriage, being a wife and a mom. I have a, she says, I have a strong desire for marriage and being a wife and a mom. My desire of my heart isn't going away. I have lots of fears mm. because I don't know if my singleness is just for a season or for, for a lifetime. I know only God can satisfy me and not a husband. So if only God can satisfy me, then why do I still want a husband in my life? Mm. And other subject titles that we've received, just so that you know, you're not the only one. We've received subjects that say singleness and jealousy or the singles blues. One time we received an email with the header, how to stay strong in my singleness. Another one was single, busy, and in a small church. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, hey, yeah. desert, no, yes. no guys around, small <laughs> like, church. I've met every guy in my yes. entire city, and there's nobody. Another one, questions about singleness or single woman waiting for marriage. So many yeah. emails. We could go on and on. And so that's why we so want to dig into this topic. And really, we are going to offer you some amazing biblical truths to help you truly go from just surviving to actually thriving. And as a woman, me, who was single for the first 30 years of my life, I can tell you and I guarantee you that it is 100% possible to thrive in this season. Mm -hmm. So have hope knowing that 
three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, your life can look radically different, not because you got that thing that you wanted, but because of a heart change that actually results in a thriving lifestyle glorifying God. So just have hope knowing that it is possible. Yeah. Now, there are things that I know when we were both single, there are things people said to us, like they would know, oh, we're longing to get married, and especially you. And they would say things that felt really good in the moment, but they weren't actually helpful. And so we just want to say right now, if you feel like people are giving you like little small words of encouragement and you're like, that's not really that helpful for me. We call these the fluffy feel good. And I would say that they're really not biblical. I feel like even in church and even other Christians can try to offer you a word of encouragement or hope and it's false hope and it's really not biblical. So I think that that's kind of important to remember. So these are things that we, like in the intro, we said things that you never want to say to a single girl. These are things that we, we are, we used to actually say, and we now no longer say, and things that you might be tempted to say if you're married to a single girl, or if you're single to a single friend or things that people tell you. So we call these the fluffy feel goods. There really isn't any substance to these. And like you said, they're not biblical, but we just want to read these off really quick because they're interesting. And I think it's important that we make sure as we talk about longings, things that are good longings, but trusting God in his timing, that we speak words to those in the, in people in those seasons that are biblical truth and actually offering hope. Well, and then if you hear these words, being able to filter and say, okay, someone is telling me that, and I don't want to cling to that false hope because that's really not going to help me. So for an example, here are some things that someone might say to you in your singleness. They might say, you're such an amazing girl. God's going to bring you an awesome guy one day. Okay, that sounds really good. Yeah. Like, yeah, I am a pretty awesome girl. You know, God is going to bring me a husband someday. And that feels good to tell someone, but we don't know. We honestly have no idea if God is going to bring you a husband someday. Like, that is God's jurisdiction. That's his timing. That's his plans and purposes. We don't know. And it's not a guarantee. Like it's that not a guarantee. Bob said. Right. It's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. Marriage. So not the most helpful thing to say. Here's another one. Someone might tell you, just keep being patient. It'll pay off in the end. <laughs> People told me that. I remember. But what does that even mean? It's kind of like, What does hey, that even mean? God sees your patience. And if you just keep being patient in singleness, one day he'll reward you with a husband. I feel like that's like a vending machine, God. You know, right. like, hey, God, I've put my good stuff in. Now reward me. It's like, that's not how it works. Yeah. Or how about you're at a wedding and someone tells you, oh, girl, it's okay. Your turn is next. Right? Or like you touch the bouquet. You caught the bouquet at my wedding and people were like, your turn's next, girl. I have to tell you, I've got multiple. I I can't even count. Probably at least like six bouquets over there. Okay, years. well, you are over six feet tall, and so you have and to play basketball. I'm you competitive. Would, like, that basketball leap, and you'd grab it out of the air. Oh, I remember. So that that thing, like your turn is next. It's like okay, it feels good, but is my turn next? Yeah. Like I don't. That's we don't know. Or how about once you become content in your singleness, God will bring you a man. Yeah, I remember hearing that specifically. Yes. exact statement. I mean, it feels very biblical, like contentment. Okay, but then my and question then God will is: bring Is every married woman so? Content? Content, that like all the married women are the ones who are content. Right. That's why they have a husband. I'm like, I look around and I see a lot of discontent <laughs> yeah. married women. So what's what's wrong here? Something's not adding up. <laughs> right. Or the last one, someone might say, most girls get married. It'll definitely happen to you someday. Right. And statistically, I mean, okay, we could look at statistics and say yeah. that is probably true. You know, I think what 90% of people eventually get married someday. Most do, yeah. But we don't know what God's plan is for you. And so we call those the fluffy feel goods. They're not biblical statements. They're feel good statements, but they don't actually offer true hope. If you are struggling in singleness, you're seeking to find your hope in God, you're seeking to truly be content and thrive rather than just survive, then we want to offer you something so much more substantial substantial than these fluffy feel goods. We want to offer you truth from God's word. Yeah. And I actually want to know because I'm curious. I want you to go leave a comment. Go on this post over at Girl Define our Instagram. If you've ever had someone tell you a fluffy feel good, I just want to hear. Let's chat about it over there because I'm curious to know, have you heard any fluffy feel goods? Um, but seriously, though, I... 
I want to share with you, for me, and I know for you, your season of singleness was a little bit shorter, but for me, these are three lies and three biblical truths that I really, the lies that I believed and struggled with, and then the truths that really set me free and helped me to thrive. So right now, this is, this is the meat, girlfriend. Like, this is the truth that can help you go from just surviving in your singleness to truly thriving. The first lie that many single women believe is this, I won't be fully satisfied until I'm married. Mm. And now most of us won't say this out loud, but in the depths of our heart, we kind of believe it. We kind of feel like, okay, you know, when I get married, then my life will begin or our actions. Like we we don't truly trust God in this area because we try to manipulate circumstances. We try to be extra flirtatious around guys. We try to really manipulate things to get what we want because we believe deep in our heart that we can't really be mm. satisfied until we're married um, or we, are, we just act so hopeless. We're despair about the future, we're discontent in life, or even sometimes in the way we respond to others, like singles, it's in anger and frustration when others are getting married because yeah. you're like, where's my turn? Why can't I get married? And it's this this root, the root of the problem is that we're believing that we can't be satisfied until we have this thing. And there was actually a recent survey that came out and it said 70% of single women said they would feel better about themselves if they had a boyfriend or attention from a guy. Mm. Now, which category do you fall in? Do you fall in the seven? or the 30%. Our hope is that we can take you to the 30% by the end of this episode because we want you to know that although marriage is a good thing, that will never be the thing that can ultimately satisfy you. And so we need to reject the lie that I won't be fully satisfied until I'm married and instead embrace this truth. Yeah. So the lie, I won't be fully satisfied until I'm married. The truth is, this is what you need to combat the lie. This is biblical truth. Complete satisfaction can be found in Christ right now. Amen. Complete satisfaction can be found in Christ right now. But how? Tell me. Tell me me how. And this is the truth. Regardless of your season, your stage of life, how old or young you are, or your unfit longings, Jesus offers complete satisfaction through a relationship with him. That is the key. And I think as single women, you have to stop thinking, once I get married, that's when I'll find complete satisfaction. Instead say, wow, Christ designed me to thrive in a relationship with him. That's where full satisfaction comes from. And I can have that right now. And I think it's important for us to understand because when we're longing for something, we can kind of get this entitled mindset. I know I sure had that where we think, okay, well, God owes me marriage. Like he owes me this good thing. But here's the truth. God doesn't owe us anything. And he honestly, he doesn't promise us the things that we're praying for, like marriage or even me and my journey of longing for children. Like those things are good, but they're not a guarantee from Mm -hmm. God. And marriage in your singleness, like that's not a guarantee. And here's the biggest thing. I think people, we have this idea that marriage is the thing that completes us. Like I'm only half a person. And once I get married, then I'll become a whole person. But here's the truth. You are a complete person right now and you are complete in Christ. Yes. In your relationship with Christ, you are 100% whole. You're not a half person waiting to find your other half. You are whole in Christ. I mean, think of Jesus. He lived on this earth 33 years. He was single. He never got married. Was he half a man? No, (laughs) he was fully a full whole person. So marriage doesn't complete us. It's a wonderful gift. But you as a woman right now are whole and you can be complete and fully satisfied satisfied in your relationship with Christ. So where do we get this in scripture? Psalm 16, eight through 11, a beautiful passage. We know you're probably doing something while you're listening, so you can't write this down, but just Psalm 16, the whole Psalm is beautiful, but verses eight through 11 say this, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. 
For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known Mm. to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I love this passage because it starts out with this, this determination. I have set the Lord always before me. And so that's where it starts for you as a single girl to say, you know, what have I set before me? Have I set marriage before me as Mm. the thing that I must have in order to thrive, in order to be happy? And the psalmist is saying, no, set the Lord before me. And when you do that, when you say, God, you are the number one, you are the source of my satisfaction. You are the one, the true God I am pursuing, the one that my heart needs. When you do that, then the psalm says, therefore, my heart is glad. So you have a sad heart. You have a lonely heart. Set the Lord before you, then your heart will be glad. And then the end of this passage in verse 11 says, and in your presence, there is fullness of joy. You feel like I need joy. I need happiness. When you set the Lord before you in his presence, there is fullness of joy at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Well, and that's a truth that now both of us being on the other side and actually being married, we realize, wow, like trying to find satisfaction in a human being, no matter how great, how hot you think he is, (laughs) you're like, he's got those abs and those muscles, like girlfriend, when you get married, you will quickly realize no human can ever fully satisfy you. I mean, it might be fun for a little while and you're like, things are going great, great honeymoon, whatever. But you realize, wow, that I am asking something of someone that they are going to fail at because he right. he can't make you happy. So you're literally putting this huge task on him, like completely satisfy me, man. Yeah. And he's like, I can't. And you're, you're destining yourself for failure and for unhappiness. So the more you can work on this right now, the, you're just setting yourself up for success. And if God does give you marriage one day, you are just setting yourself up for so much more success by finding your true contentment yeah, in the Lord. Yeah, and it's not that marriage doesn't bring happiness. It does. Like, there's so much happiness and joy in marriage. But like you're saying, when it becomes your idol, yeah. when it becomes the thing, the source you're looking to, to become your source of true joy, that's when it, it goes wrong. Yeah. Okay, lie number two. This is another lie that I've believed in the past. And single girls, you are going to feel me on this one. The lie. My singleness is just a season to get through. Ah, You know, Uh like you look at it and you're like, okay, if I can just survive this, if I could just get through this, my singleness, it's just like, okay, this is kind of a lesser state. This is just something to endure through until I get married. I just need to get rid of time, like spin my wheels, do whatever I can because my life will really begin when I get married. Have you ever thought that? I totally thought that as a single girl, like just make time go by. I want to be in the future. Um, You know, and it's hard because I think of like modern music. I think of chick flicks, romance novels. It's this whole idea that, okay, once you have the relationship, then your life will begin. And it always ends with that happily ever after, you know, which I mean, think of every Disney movie ever, right? They appeal to us as young girls. Why? Because it's like, oh, you find the guy and you get that magic carpet ride and it's everything's perfect and you just sail away in the sunset. (laughs) I do want the magic carpet. But again, not a bad desire, but when it becomes our everything, thing in our life. We're literally not living until we get that thing. We know it's right. an idol and we, you know, God didn't put us on this earth to say, okay, your life will begin in 10 years. No, we're not guaranteed 10 years from now. He's put us on earth mm-hmm. right now for a reason to glorify him. And I can remember being, you know, mid twenties. It was a Valentine's day night. I was oh, nowhere but home and everyone's out on their hot dates and everyone's got, you know, walk in the grocery store. It's like roses everywhere. And you're yes. just like, get rid of the roses, you know, like, <laughs> I'm single. Like you just the card aisle is filled with like 20 guys trying to find a card. Like I have no one. And I just remember (laughs) feeling overwhelmed, sitting on my bed, pulling my knees up and just struggling to view my season as a good season. And there are moments Mm -hmm. like that when you're just 
reminded extra that this is hard. I do have a longing that's unfulfilled. I do desire something that I don't have right now. And it's difficult and it's painful and I'm and I, I'm just struggling. But that's the moment where you go to God and you say, okay, God, and I, I'm going to resurrender this to you. And I know my life is right now, even though yeah. this is hard, I know you have a purpose for me. And that takes us straight into our truth to combat the lie that my singleness is just a season to get through. The truth is this. Whether I'm single or married, my life's purpose is to glorify God. Amen. Singleness is an incredible season to pour your life out for God's glory. Remember that marriage isn't your greatest purpose in life. Glorifying God is. And as difficult as that can can feel to embrace, we have to remember that even if you get married one day, your heart of discontentment will simply transfer onto your mm-hmm. husband. So you have to slow down and remember, glorifying God is my, my purpose in life. That's what I was created for. I wasn't ultimately created just to get married. God might have that in my future, but even if I do get married, my purpose is to glorify God in my marriage. And when your bullseye in life, when your focus is not on getting something, attaining a certain status or attaining a certain relationship, relationship. If your bullseye is to get married, your entire life's goal is going to be aimed at that. It's the wrong target. That's not the thing we should be living for. Instead, your bullseye, the thing you should be focusing on, the thing you should be striving after, like that verses above said, you know, like working hard toward this is to be glorifying Mm -hmm. God. So your bullseye, what you are living for has to be to glorify God because that will motivate and drive everything you do. And your purpose in this season will come alive because you'll realize, wow, who is God put around me? What church has he put me in? What community has he put me in? How can I glorify him as a single in unique ways that I couldn't even do as a married woman? It absolutely changes the way you live. Mm -hmm. I love Matthew 22, 37, which says, and he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Mm. Just this reminder that that is what you are here for, to to let the, your love for God really drive, drive the train of yes. your life and really direct you towards living for Him. And when that is your goal, it changes everything, like I said. And that, for me, was one of the biggest changes in my life that took me from just surviving yeah. as a single to truly thriving. And like I said, I know it sounds crazy when you feel like I could never thrive in this season, but I guarantee you that there is so much joy to be had when you change your goal, when you change your bullseye from just getting married to glorifying yeah. God. It's amazing the joy that can come with that. And I love that because you can thrive right now, like you said. Yes. You don't have to wait. It's like your life's calling and purpose as a Christian woman is happening right now. Like it can happen right this minute. You don't have to wait until a later season. And no. I just think that's so liberating. Yes. To realize, like, wow, I can fully live out my purpose as a Christian woman to glorify God right where he has me right in this moment. So that truth alone, I feel like if you walk away and you just take that with you, that is going to be life-changing. But there's one more lie and one more truth that we want to unpack. And this is a really popular one when we're longing for something that God has not given us yet. And it's this. The lie is that God is good to other people, but not to me. That, yeah, God's God's a good God, but he's good a good God to those girls, the girls that he's given marriage to. But look, he hasn't given me marriage, and so he's really not that good of a God. Mm. And, you know, I don't think any of us in our singleness in that place of longing would say that. Like, as Christians, we wouldn't say, like, God, you know, we wouldn't verbally say, like, you're good to them, but not to me. But in yeah. our hearts, that's what we're feeling. Totally. We're feeling, and we're viewing God, whether we realize it or not, through the lens of our circumstances. And so, instead of believing the truths about God's character— 
that he's steadfast, that he's faithful, that he's unchanging, that he is, um, that he does what he knows is right and good. Instead, we go, okay, I've been praying for this for a really long time. And I know for some of you, it's a really long time and you're getting weary in your prayers. You just feel like, you know, if I pray for this one more time and God, you know, those prayers have not been answered with a yes. And so you're looking at your circumstances, you're feeling so down, and then you start to project God's character through the lens of your circumstances. And I really think that if you believe the first two lies that we talked about, that directly fuel fuels this third lie. And I think it's it's if you believe the lie that God owes you marriage and you feel like God owes me this, he needs to give me this. Or if you believe the lie that God's goodness is determined by his good gifts. Big one. That's a huge one. Like, yeah, when God is giving me good things, he's a good God. But when he's not giving me the things I want, he's not a good God. Right there, viewing God's character through the lens of your circumstances. Or you believe the lie that God should write every love story exactly the same. <laughs> yes. Right? And I I know, like, that's so hard, especially if you have a sister, a best friend, someone who's kind of in your same age category, same age range, and you see them getting married. You're standing up there at their wedding Maybe day. it's even a younger sister, a younger, a younger yes, friend, you know? That can be so hard. Younger, and you're going, okay, God, you gave that to her. I've been praying for this. I've been, I actually want this more than her. And I am serving you more. How Look dare at, you? Yes. Look at me. And then we buy, this, buy into this lie that every love story should look exactly the same. And then we think, okay, well, God's good to them, but not to me. So he's not actually a really good God. And this is this is a very, um, like, this is a faith-shattering lie, yes. truly. Because if we buy into this, this lie will lead us to despair because you will be ultimately struggling to trust in a God that in your mind you view as being not very good. Yeah. And so how can you, you know, we're telling you, surrender, trust God, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, like Bethany yeah. shared at the beginning. But if you're buying into this lie, you're thinking, well, I can't trust him yeah. because he's not a good God. He's not writing my love story. He's not giving me good gifts. You know, he owes me marriage. And so I think it's so important that you search your heart and go, am I buying into this lie that God's character is determined through his circumstances or do I trust God? Am I viewing his character through the lens of scripture and trusting in his goodness even in my singleness. And I think it's so important that we get to the heart Mm -hmm. of this question. And that leads us straight into our final truth for today, which there are more. And don't worry, we will tackle more about singleness in the future because we know we got a lot of single sisters here. But the last truth for today is that God is good Mm. and can be fully trusted. Regardless of your changing circumstances, regardless of your thoughts and feelings, God's goodness and sovereignty never changes. His goodness is not determined by our perspective of him, our circumstances, what we think about him, his character, his goodness is true and true. You know, like the Bible says, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His character does not change. Psalm 119.68, such a beautiful verse, says, you are good, speaking of God. You are good and you do good. Teach me your Mm. statutes. Psalm 145, 9 says, the Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. And so we Mm -hmm. need to change our perspective of God, not viewing him through our circumstances, what we think through our little earthly view, but instead say, okay, what does scripture say? What does the Bible say about God? We need to get to know God's character. Um, if you're not in the word, you know, it's going to be hard to yeah. view God through 
who he says he is right. because we're just saying, oh, interpreting it all through our own lens and saying, this is how I feel. So God, this is who you are. But when we're in scripture, when we're reading passages like Psalm 119, Psalm 145, we're seeing, wow, here's who God is. Here's how he dealt with these circumstances. Here's his love for his people in the gospels, you know, just that for crying out loud, you know, like (laughs) Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those incredible books. It's like when we're in the word, when we're having our quiet times, when we're reading God's word, we read, we realize God is good and he can be fully trusted in spite of how I feel, in spite of my circumstances, in spite of my relationship status. Yes. That's the big one. In spite of the fact that I'm on a desert island, you know, (laughs) God is good and he can be fully trusted and he's his goodness isn't dependent on my circumstances when we can come to grips with that yeah. realizing how small we actually are and how big god is and how he sees the full picture it changes everything yeah and as we look throughout scripture like you said it's so important that we are familiar with the bible if we are christian women who are illiterate biblically we don't read the bible we don't understand god's character then it is yeah we're not gonna have we're yeah. not gonna have faith and trust because we don't know this god we're putting our trust in and just as we were talking about this episode and you look throughout scripture you see so so many pictures of people who are humans, just like us, struggling. And you see these pictures of even some women who had to trust God despite their circumstances being extremely hard. I mean, think of Ruth, the yeah. book of Ruth. Like, what an amazing picture of this woman. Her husband dies, right? She is oh a foreign goodness. woman now going back with her mother-in-law to a land where she knows nobody. Yeah. Um, she's going to a people that she knows nothing about. And Ruth chooses to obey God because she sees God's character and she puts her trust in him. And she says, I'm going to follow that God because he is an amazing God despite my hard circumstances. And she couldn't see the future. That you no. know, I think it's easy for us to look back at those stories and be like, "But look, she got yeah. Boaz." You she know, got like, her Boaz. She got her man, yes. but she didn't know the future. No. She was human, just like us. She couldn't see ten years, twenty years, thirty nope. years into the future. All she knew was the present pain and struggles she was facing, and how there was no other option but to trust God if she truly wanted to, like, have yeah. peace and contentment and life in that season. Yeah, and I think it's. I like that you pointed that out because we often hear like, as single girls, will say, "God, bring me my Boaz." Uh, yes, I think there's I even like a book about that. And so what we forget, though, is Ruth's story before Boaz came along. It was very hard. And she was a woman who had incredible faith, trusting God and chasing after him. That's where her heart was. I mean, think of Ruth, ripped from her home, like put in this palace. Oh, Esther. uh, Sorry, sorry, Esther. (laughs) I'm like, wait, Ruth again? What? Esther. Um, Yeah, I mean, we all know the story of Esther. Like, talk about a woman with incredible faith. Her circumstances were so hard, so challenging. I mean, she was willing to die to help save her people. It was not incredible faith. She did not have a glamorous life. I know it's like, but she got chosen to be the queen. That was yeah. a really rough situation. Yeah. Just go back and read like those times. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't want to be in not, It's shoes. not the life any of us would want. Trust me. It was not a very good life. Okay. Think of Mary and Luke one, the mother of Jesus. This woman, I mean, incredible faith, trusting God with this miraculous pregnancy, right? I mean, she's engaged, she's betrothed, she gets pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Like, what is going on? An angel visits her. In that moment, I mean, it's easy to go, oh, but Mary, yeah, the mother of Jesus. Think of the incredible faith. In that moment, her circumstances were insane, like insane in her community. And she chose to trust God and take him at his word and put her faith in him in the Mm -hmm. midst of her hard circumstances. Yeah. And she was just probably a teen girl. So very, very young. Um, And there are so many more stories, I mean, of great men. You have Daniel, you have Joseph. That's why, like you said, it's so important for us to be in the word um, because we need to remember God's goodness, his faithfulness, and these stories help us to see that. God's goodness and faithfulness is 
all throughout scripture. The the Bible really is about God ultimately. And these stories just point to him. They point to his goodness. They point to his faithfulness. And they help us to remember that ultimately, as a single woman or any stage in life, that longing for marriage will only, when we long for that, we'll only find lasting hope when we actually hope in the Lord. So it's the desire in itself isn't wrong. But if we're trying to find our hope in that, we will come up short. We will not find that satisfaction. We must hope in the Lord. And these women, these other heroes of the faith, when we see that their hope is in the Lord, what an encouragement to us. What a reminder that that's where true life is. That's where true freedom is. That's where thriving is. We don't have to be 10 years down the road, five years down the road in order to have hope. We can have hope right now because it's in the Lord. His character never changes. Now, if you need to go re-listen, to those those lies and those truths, go back. You know, put us on speed and a half. You might not be able to hear us because we already talk pretty fast. But <laughs> put us on speed and a half and go back and re-listen to those because I know sometimes when we're struggling, when we're going through something, sometimes we need to hear hear something more yeah. than once. You know, we need those reminders and also. That's why we want to give you this guide, a guide, five strategies to help you thrive as a single because we don't want to leave you right now with justice. We want to give you a tool, a tool to help you dig deep, evaluate your own life and this guide, you can get it for free, actually. So it's a printable or you can use it on, you know, like your iPad or whatever you have. Um, and it will actually walk you through yes. specific steps on how you can thrive as a single girl. So if you're like, okay, this was great. I'm feeling excited. I want to make a change. In three months, I want to look back. I want to have a different, I want to feel different about this. I want to be glorifying yeah. God. Then we encourage you to get this guide. So here's how you can get it. If you go and leave us a five-star review. Um, We want to say thank you by giving you this free guide. Or if you share this episode on your social media platform, just say, hey, loved this episode. Go check it out. Um, We want to give this to you. And you can grab that by going to girldefined.com slash single, girldefined.com slash single. You'll be able to download it directly and immediately as our way of saying thank you. And now, like I said, honor system. So (laughs) don't go downloading this if you haven't left that five-star review review or shared this on social media. Super simple. And then go to girldefined.com slash single to get your free five strategies to help you thrive as a single girl. Yeah. And thanks for doing that because as you help spread the word about this podcast, you know, we're a new podcast and we want other Christian women and girls to find this podcast so they can find the hope that you're finding so that they can grow in their relationship with God. So thank you for helping us spread the word. And we also want to remind you that the shop is open and we have some adorable new long sleeve tees, a sweatshirt, a headband, and a bunch of stuff. So if you're looking for Christmas gifts, go to girldefined.com slash shop. You know, the popular sizes sell out really fast. Yes. So if you're thinking about getting this for yourself or for someone else or for your mom or sister friend, head on over to girldefined.com slash shop. Every purchase goes 100% back into supporting Girl Defined ministry. So have fun. Get some cute stuff. Support Girl Defined and be adorable in the process. And (laughs) we would love to hang out with you over on Instagram. We do a lot of lives. We do a lot of fun reels. Like you've been getting into reels a lot. I like that. We have fun on Instagram. It's at Girl Defined. Come hang out with us. Until then, we will see you in episode four.